Welcome to the Kickstart My Franchise podcast. I'm your host, Tim Michaels. Today we are joined by Gary Chernow. He is a former franchisee, a franchise consultant, and is in business development for Naturals To Go. He also recently started his own Naturals To Go business. Thrilled to have you here today with us, Gary. Yeah, Tim, thanks. Great to be here. I guess, you know, first uh, first question would be, you know, what is Naturals To Go? Maybe you can just give us a high-level overview. So Naturals To Go, uh, it's a vending organization. We've been in business 36 years helping individuals uh, get into their own vending business. So um, we help walk them through the process to determine if the, the business is a good fit for them. Um, we provide a lot of support to our owner operators. We have a whole program in place. Uh, we're, we're not in it to just sell machines and wish people good luck. We have uh, a whole training program, a support program, a coaching program, management software. Uh, it's all part of our package in helping produce successful business owners. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I guess people are used to me talking about franchises, but my understanding is that this is not a franchise. Is that correct? That is correct. We're classified as a business opportunity. Um, so what draws people to a franchise is that proven model, that proven system, the support system in place. Um, we have that like a franchise does, but we're not a franchise. And really the difference is we don't charge those initial franchise fees and we don't charge our owner operators a monthly royalty um, percentage on gross revenue. So yeah, our no, operators are keeping 100% of their profit. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. I know a lot of people I talk to on a day-to-day basis aren't huge fans of royalties. So I'm sure that's uh, a big selling point for everyone. In terms of you know, minimum liquid capital that I realistically need to start up a business with naturals to go, like what's kind of the minimum threshold? Uh, Yeah. So, (laughs) um, I mean, minimum liquid, I would say that they should have 20, 25,000 minimum liquid. Um, that's not to say they can get into business or minimum investment level is it mm-hmm. is 52 and we have a four machine investment minimum. Um, okay. but with that investment, with any new business out there, you know, an owner, you also need some working capital. You need that yeah. access to working capital. That's not part of that $52,000 minimum investment with naturals to go. So depending on how they're going to fund their business, if it's all cash, if it's a loan product, an SBA or an unsecured loan, uh, just like with a mortgage, you know, it's going to, they're going to require um, a down payment. Got it. We would need whatever that down payment is, plus some liquid cash Mm. uh, for working capital. Do you see many people able to secure loans on this business? Sure. Um, uh, the SBA loan, we, we have a lot of people that get SBA loans. Um, and usually that's at around, the SBA likes that $100,000 investment 
or more range. Um, not to say that they can't and won't finance lesser amounts. They, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, unsecured loans, I, I've seen people get unsecured loans. Uh, and and uh, although and another popular funding method lately has been the 401k rollover programs, the ROMs mm. program. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know you could use that for vending machines, but that's it's really interesting. I've had uh, a handful. Lately for me, it's been people with ROBS programs or even uh, HELOC, the home equity line of credit. I've had a you couple know, of dates go that route too. HELOC is definitely an interesting option. Get some slightly better interest rates than on the SBA. So definitely an intriguing option. Are there, you know, as you increase the number of machines, I know you said there's a four, I think you said four unit minimum. Are there any sort of discounts that people receive, you know, if they buy 10 versus four as they scale up? Yeah. So our investment includes that comprehensive program that I kind of touched on it. It includes two days of training, um, the management software. It includes every new owner's assigned a coach for the life of their business for that one-to-one relationship. And our investment actually also includes finding locations. Mm. So that's a key part of our program that's included in the investment. Our company, uh, we will find locations for the owner uh, for all their machines. We literally send a rep out into a market for one to two weeks to do the sales calls and secure locations. Um, so with that said, to answer your question, uh, that's all part of the investment. But as somebody is buying more machines and a, a larger quantity, the average uh, investment per machine, if you will, does decrease based on buying 10 machines, 16 machines, 20 machines. That total investment, that average per machine, if you will, does go down. But it's important to realize, though, not to look at it so much as a per machine investment because the investment encompasses the whole program. Got it. Just the rate for a machine. But but it's a long-winded answer to say, yes, there's discounts in the investment range as somebody's buying more machines up front. Yeah. And I think that point you made about help finding the location, like that's huge. Um, I know if I got into this business, that would be my biggest concern. And I'm sure it's a lot of people's biggest concern is finding a location. So that that's a huge point. Um, as far as you know, competitive advantages, you know, there are obviously some other companies selling vending machines. Like, can you talk a little bit? I know you've hit on some of them already, but can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, finding locations is, is a huge competitive advantage. Absolutely. Um, we, we don't, um, I mean, we, like I said, we literally send a rep into a market and and these reps are locating departments. They work for us. They're W two employees too, so mm-hmm. it's not a third party um, that we're we're using. So we have more control over that process. Um, our company history, you know, like I said, we've been doing this for thirty six years. Is is an advantage. Um, we have about one hundred and twenty employees 
that work for Naturals to go and half, about half, are Naturals to go owner operators themselves or mm. have been. So the advantage there is the people that are guiding and advising our owner operators for the most part are doing mm. it from experience, not, yeah. not from textbook. Yeah. Um, it, it, so our owners are getting that guidance from people that live the business too. It's another huge advantage. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned that you, you know, yourself just sort of dipped your toe in the water here. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided to do that? I've looked into vending in the past and, and I actually looked into Naturals to go a couple of years ago when I was a franchise consultant. Um, and I went through the process and was getting ready to invest when all of a sudden we decided to move my wife. Um, I don't want to throw her under the bus. But, <laughs> but, uh, this is recorded. We moved away for a couple of years. So there were some health reasons for her family that, that we went and to help out in, in Ohio. But then we came back to Florida um, and I uh, reinvestigated the opportunity. Um, and then once I became kind of an employee working with naturals to go, uh, I was even more sold on the business opportunity and the value of the opportunity and the value of the leadership of the company. Um, so I um, just decided um, it, it was a great opportunity for an additional stream of revenue. Right, yeah. I keep doing my full-time job and, and this business is just ideal to start part-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I want to scale it, I can. It's completely up to me. Um, it's easy to scale. If I want to scale, I add another machine um, mm-hmm. to my portfolio. But um, so that that was the main reason that uh, to start a part time business, something on the side makes a lot of sense. In terms of like the mechanics of actually like running one of these businesses, um, you know, are you? Do most people end up paying like the store or wherever the machine is located or like a monthly fee? And then, or like, how does that typically work? Or is it just, you know, varies significantly? Most locations do not pay, do not receive a fee or a commission or whatever we want to call it. Okay. Uh, most locations, they're putting the machine in. Uh, for the convenience of their employees or their customers, depending on whatever type of location it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many times, um, if a location's asking for a commission, uh, the owner operator will increase their price by that, you know, by that percentage. So if they're yeah. asking for 10% commission, then the owner operator is going to increase their price 10% to offset that commission. And usually when you tell the location that's what you're going to do, most locations don't necessarily want their employees paying for that. So they're 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 fine uh without the commission. Mm. Uh, where you find situation where you're paying commission, a lot of times it's in schools or nonprofits, mm. uh, or maybe even a YMCA type location. Um it's pretty common that those locations you're paying something. And then 
that becomes kind of a nonprofit deduction too, by paying them and you're helping out that school or that nonprofit. Yeah. And how do owners like actually go about refilling the machines? Like how often is that? I assume it varies based off of how much foot traffic or how much interest there is in the machine, but like, like how much time do you anticipate spending on this? So the average time investment for a mature business, not just yeah. starting out, I'm just starting out. So I'm, putting in more time than I, um, than I know I will down the road. The average time investment for a mature vending business is about an hour per week per machine, an okay. hour per week per machine. That includes going to fill. That includes taking trips to Sam's clubs or Costco's to buy product. Um, mm -hmm. So how often does somebody go fill a machine? The average is probably once a week. But the beauty of it, though, Tim, is uh, all the machines have software. So at any point with my machines, I can pull out my phone. I have an app uh, mm. and I can look at any of my machines and look at my inventory levels. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and look at my sales figures, too. And and either on the app or on my laptop, I, I can look. So when I go to fill a machine, I will know exactly what that machine needs before I even get there mm. or if I even need to go. Right. Mm. So, uh, vending of old, right. People would have to, if they went every Wednesday at 10 AM, they'd have to load their car with all their product because they don't know what the location needs. They get there and then they fill what they need to fill. So with our system, it's much more efficient now utilizing that management software no yeah waste, no wasted trips uh, i don't need to pack everything in my car i can just pick the items i need for those locations and go fill it and is it pretty easy to track then i assume like which products are selling faster and like you know change your inventory around as an owner absolutely it's all part of the software yep um Every item I sell is logged into the software, uh, logged into that specific machine. So I get a history. I can get a history report of the products there. So I know when to pull a product and try to put something else in. Yeah. Awesome. As far as like success stories are concerned, like are there any you can share about somebody growing, you know, a large business doing that? Yeah. I mean, we have a, a lot of owners that have significantly grown their business. I, I guess it would depend on what your definition of large is, but I can tell you our, our largest owner operator um, started with, I want to say 12 machines. He started with under 20 machines. Mm -hmm. 2012, he now has five, and he's in the Pittsburgh, PA area. Um, and I assume when you get to that sort of scale, you hire somebody to go around and fill the machines. And he's got 30 employees. He's got a 23,000 square foot commercial facility. He's got a commercial kitchen. So he's actually making a lot of the product that he vends in his machines now, too. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. Serious business for him. Yeah. Now, that's not the norm. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he was a former executive and and um, and he he as he the story he tells, he had a lot of options. He could have invested in many different type 
business models uh, and, and naturals to go. This is what he chose. Mm. Uh, now he's our largest owner. Uh, he's a huge advocate of our company. He's typically at all of our training classes telling his story. Um, so, but we have many owners that start with single digits machines that now own, you know, uh, 20, 25, 30, 50 machines and up. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's out there. We Many owners are, are growing and scaling to that level. And then there's owners that are very content with however many machines they have and whatever income that's generating and their time investment and they don't want to scale and that's fine too. Uh, mm -hmm. Each owner has that complete freedom to choose how they want to run their business. And what would you say to people who, you know, cause I feel like I hear this from people, Oh, that's saturated. You know, there's, there's no room in my area. Like how, how, do you guys typically you're able to find space? And yeah, I mean, there's vending machines everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of bad owner operators out there. Um, I, 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 I constantly see machines now when I'm out somewhere, you know, now I look at vending machines and uh, not so much naturals to go, but it, it's amazing how many times I see a machine and it's half empty or it's dirty, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we, and we replace a lot of those. So typically when we are finding locations, when our locating department is finding locations, they're replacing machines out there. Um, okay. Interesting. So that's yeah. part of the sales pitch is like, we're going to come in, you're going to have a nice, you know, clean machine. Whereas right now, you know, the person's not taking care of it, that sort of thing. Yeah. And what we find a lot is we'll go into a location and, and they have two smaller machines. Maybe one is a drink machine and one is snacks. Um, our machine is a little bigger, but it's a combo machine where you can put both drinks and snacks in the machine. Wow. So we can save them some space in those situations. Mm. Get rid of two machines, put one in that can handle the volume with just one machine of what they're doing. Is there a certain size that the drinks have to be for your machine? Like, is it cans or is it like more like Gatorade size bottles or? Both. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the soda bottles and Gatorade, it's like the 16.9 ounce seem to fit perfect. Um, it can be the 12 ounce bottles or cans too, but um, e either or. Got it. Um, is there anything else that I didn't ask about, you know, that's important for people to know? Um, I think this is a great concept. Uh, a lot of the people I work with get into this business because they have kids, right? They have younger kids. It's a great business to have the family involved, to have the kids involved. Uh, even as young as four or five years old, there's no reason that a child can't go with a parent to fill a machine and they can help put the products in the machines mm -hmm. and learn. Mm -hmm. or kids older and, and teenage kids when they start to drive can have a, a, a job where you're teaching your kids that business responsibility at a young age. Uh, yeah. So many of the, of the owners that I work with that are exploring this opportunity 
That's one of the main reasons they love this model and get into this business so they can have their kids involved and, and ultimately leave the business to their kids too. Um, mm -hmm. So I, it's a huge, it's a home-based business, no overhead, no employees, um, simple concept, easy to scale, like I mentioned. Um, and this is a good model for the person uh, that's risk adverse, right? Mm -hmm. you eliminate risk. There's obviously with any business opportunity, you can't eliminate it, but there's a lot of things we can do to help minimize it. And Naturals to Go does all that by finding the locations and training our owners how to launch their business, that management software, so they can stay on top of their business. They have that coach for that one-to-one -one relationship. You know, all of these things wrapped up help our owners be successful. And even the sales adverse candidate, because there's really no selling. Mm -hmm. We're doing the sales calls, naturals to go to find yeah. locations. And once a location's in, really the owner has to maintain their relationship. They're not selling mm -hmm. anything. They're just, they're maintaining that relationship with the location. Well, really appreciate your time here. Lots of interesting stuff there. Um, please, everyone, check out Gary and Naturals to Go. Um, appreciate your time here, Gary. Thank you, Tim. Grateful myself. Thanks. Thanks for having me.